You know what, Kyle? They said it couldn't be done, and guess what? It still isn't done. But could it happen? Tyler Myers going to the San Jose Sharks? We're going to talk about that next. It's Begsy and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into the show today, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, we got to talk about that rumored Tyler Myers deal. Uh, we know who apparently it was a one for one trade. We know who apparently the trade was for uh, coming back from the San Jose Sharks. We're going to talk about the rumored deal. We're also going to get into some other potential cap dump moves uh, the Canucks can make if they're trying to trade Tyler Myers. Uh, but first and foremost, before we get into it, Kyle Bowen. Uh, I don't know if you love Tyler Myers as much as some people in the city, but uh, hey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm living. I'm chilling. I'm getting through life. Just bought another book today. Uh, Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, The Creative Way. I don't even know the title of this book, but I needed something to read. Okay. I need more peace in my life. Uh, and my life, I'm sorry. And I need to act accordingly. And, and that can only happen, you know, when I read books. Anyways, Kyle Bowne, Trevor Beggs, not the book show, the Canucks show, Locked on Canucks. We'll get to Common Corner at the end of the show. And man, oh man, is this going to be a waste of time? Is this going to be. An effing waste of time, right? Uh, that's what all the kids say, right? Effing waste of time. Because what are we talking about here? What are we talking? Tyler Myers for a winger? Tyler Myers actually getting traded? No, not going to happen. Anyways, get into it. Yeah, I, ha- I have my doubts. I still have my doubts, but I think it's possible, Kyle. And if it's possible, then it's definitely worth talking about. So uh, let's let's re- you know backtrack a little bit. So Frank Valley before free agency, reported that the Canucks and Sharks apparently had a deal, uh, including Tyler Myers, and he didn't know why it hadn't been done yet. Um, and then, on, you know, Alvin came out and said that Tyler Myers is part of the team. Uh, on July 1st, after free agency, he was asked about it again. Uh, they said, you know, there's apparently a deal for Tyler Myers. And Alvin says, you know, if we were going to trade Tyler Myers, he, why is he still here? Um, so then Frank Valley came back on radio yesterday uh, and talked more about that report. He said that according to his intel, his sources, his little birds, as they might say. Um, the trade was Tyler Myers for Kevin LeBanc uh, from the Sharks. So you know, Kevin LeBanc, uh, we all remember him well from a few years back. He, I think, he had 56 points in, in 77 games. And he signed a one-year, $1 million deal. And we're going, who is this guy's agent? What's going on? Why Kevin LeBanc's worth more than a million bucks. And, you know, he wasn't as good the next season. They signed him anyways to... Uh, a deal paying him, you know, four point seven five million a season, and he just hasn't lived up to the contract since. Uh, battled a lot of injuries in 2021-22. and then last season, you know, he had fifteen goals, thirty three points, but uh, you know, he wasn't uh, the same player that he was from you know four or five years ago before, like before he signed that one that one year one million dollar deal. So it's an interesting trade here. I mean, I think from the Canucks' perspective, you'd be happy to get off of Tyler Myers in general. You know, get that extra one point two five, one point three million dollars in cap space. Um, Kevin LeBanc, a bit of an awkward fit on the Canucks, right? Like he's just another undersized winger. So you trade for Kevin LeBanc, then all of a sudden you have Connor Garland 
Anthony Beauvillier, Nils Hoaglander, and then Kevin LeBanc. So you're going to have, you know, four forwards potentially in your lineup who are yeah. sub six feet and small. It's, it's an awkward fit, but at the end of the day, the big, uh, the big win would be to get off Tyler Myers contract. Um, and again, Kevin LeBanc's uh, contract also expires at the end of this year. Now here's one thing. Here's one reason why I think this trade could happen, Kyle, but if it does happen, it's going to happen after Tyler, Tyler Myers bonus gets paid out in September. So just for those who don't know, Tyler Myers, he's getting paid $6 million next season. 5 million of that comes in a bonus. I've heard reports of September 1st is September 15th, <laughs> but sometime in September, it gets paid that bonus. But after that, he's only owed $1 million. Kevin LeBanc is on the other end of the spectrum. So no signing bonus. This guy's actually owed almost $6 million in salary next season. Yeah. So you can see from the Sharks perspective, like, you know, maybe the Canucks want to get off some cap. Um, they're going to pay a few million bucks more to take on the bank, but they get that extra kind of 1.25 to 1.3 million in cap space to work with going into next season. So mm. I think this trade might have some know. legs, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in September. If, That's if, my th- my if, the, if the Canucks pull this off, you know who deserves a round of applause, and this is going to piss a lot of people off. People are going to unsubscribe here, but Francesco Aquilini deserves a round of applause. Because <laughs> essentially, what he's paying like ten million dollars for a five million dollar player because you got to like pay Myers first, and you got to pay yeah. the rest of Le- LeBanc's contract. It's a lot. It's a lot of work to get a winger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I don't believe in this rumor at all. That's that's where I'm at. I'm at with this. It's just it, it doesn't make sense. I feel like there's other ways to do this and alvin probably doesn't want to go to his owner and ask for essentially another five million dollar check when if they want to save the million dollars they can waive this guy and we talked about this yesterday we talked about this yesterday tyler myers if he's not one of the best six defensemen out of camp and the canucks want to save a little bit of money we're talking about the money they would save similar to this type of deal just waive them you, you don't need LeBanc, and aquilini <laughs> probably doesn't need to write another you know five million dollars in checks next season it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me look at you kyle look at you going uh you got francesco aquilini's back there eh? no, no <laughs> it's it just it's just the truth like i don't see him doing that post oel right away as well you know like you know i'm in a recession i'm struggling with money you know what i'm saying like it's, it's a bit lower than usual everyone everyone is everyone is and that that includes you know some of the people up there this guy's writing million dollar checks and he's already done so for oel you know what i'm saying uh, for players that he's not using. I just think it's not going to be the easiest thing to do to ask for an extra $5 million if it's not that necessary because the player that you're acquiring is not uh he's not a play driver. Like Kevin LeBanc doesn't really add value to this team. They got a bunch of wingers, you know what I'm saying? Maybe this would make more sense if that player could do a little bit of something for the Canucks and a little bit of something that they probably need is either another defenseman or third-line center. Uh, like, yeah. you know, a, a more offensively inclined center. But uh, again, this this does not make any sense to Kyle Bowen. Does it make any more sense to you? Because I feel like I laid it out. And I just put an X to this to this trade. Like that, that that makes too much sense to me. Like this is not happening. It, it makes sense to me if, you know, they have a plan for what they want to do with the other one point okay. two okay. one point three million. Right. Like maybe they go inside of Max Comtois, who I think, you know, could be the next Sam Bennett. And they take a flyer on a guy like that. Um, but yeah, they, they got to have a plan with those dollars, right? I mean, you know, the other, because, you know, we're going to talk about it on tomorrow's show in terms of the cap space, but even though the Canucks are over the cap right now, uh, they should be able to get under the cap and, and maximize LTIR with the roster they have right now without clearing any additional cap space. Um, so 
We'll see. On the other side here, I think we'll talk about a few other potential cap dump trades that could make more sense for the Canucks. Now, whether these teams want Tyler Myers is a completely different story. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll touch on that on the other side. But, you know, first, we got to shout out the sponsors. So I got to tell you, take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Plus, there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. By the way, before we get back to the show, I got to remind you again that every episode of Locked on Canucks will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcatcher at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Again, every episode of Locked on Canucks at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We back, baby. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Locked on Canucks. Man, oh man, Kevin LeBanc, you're not you're not coming to Vancouver. It's not happening. I'm putting an X to that, okay? Okay, come on. The, the building needs to be fixed. And you're going to ask Aquilini for an extra five mil. You know what I'm saying? An extra five mil. The building needs to be fixed. They need to finish up the seats. And why not save that money? And also, maybe every Saturday night game at Rogers Arena, $5 drinks from 7 to 8.30. Okay? You know, 6 to 8.30. Maybe we can use that money to... You know, turn up, turn up, as the kids say, right? Turn the F up, dude. I'm going to turn the F up at Rogers Arena. Let's go. Save the money. Yeah, man. maybe, on, man. Don't, Although don't I think asking if your I... boss for more money right now. Alvin, come on. There's no way this guy can go ask for an extra five mil. It's like, it's like year, he's entering what? Year, year two and a half. You got to make strides, you know? Got to make strides on the ice, climb up the standings, and maybe Aquilini uh, will loosely write more million dollar checks. Just, uh, just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Um, you know what, Kyle? Let's go through a couple other cap dump scenarios and see if any of these trades make sense. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll rip through them quick here. So, Adam Henrik, okay, Anaheim Ducks. He's making almost an identical salary to Myers, five point eight two five okay. million. Um, I think this is a player that would be an, an, a really interesting fit on the Canucks. You know, a veteran player, third line center. Um, I'm trying to see the value from Anaheim's perspective, but I think for them, it would be probably adding an asset, right? Yeah, you know what? I think it'd probably something like Myers in a second or Myers in a third for Adam Henrique. And at that point, you got to wonder if it's worth it, right? Um, because these are the kind of scenarios nah. we're looking at here. Nah, um, dude, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, yo, I think Canucks fans need to slow slow down. And, and you know, maybe this is my fault because I've been spewing it, right? Yo, next season matters. They're all in. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. But I think the Canucks have put them themselves in a position where they're they're set up to take the next step and i don't think it's worth letting go of more assets that are you know draft picks or prospects to get off tyler my tyler Myers' salary you know it, it makes no sense just wave them get rid of them for free don't don't attach anything to them yeah. only trade uh, them I, if I, you yeah it make because they got teddy bluger you know third line set just let him let him be that guy i, I know teddy i know there's bluger I know there's improvement to be made and this team is not 
uh, yet comparable to a favorite or a contender, but bro, one step at a time. And I think the last thing the Canucks should do is attach assets uh, to make sure next season is completely optimized. You know, just relax. If they don't want Tyler Myers, wave them. Anyways, Begsy, continue. A little bit of yeah. a, a lag here, you know? Yeah, we're getting through it. Definitely, uh, you know, in the four months I've done Locked On, this is the laggiest it's been for me so far. But we're getting through it here on Locked On Canucks. You know, really, Kyle, what I wanted to do here is just see if there are other trades out there yeah. that potentially make sense in the same vein as, as LeBang for Myers. But I'm going to tell you right now, I tend to agree with you. You know, don't make another Erickson beagle Roussel mistake and attach Sweeteners to get off of bad contracts because at the end of the day, they're one year away from getting rid of Tyler Myers. Uh, and even before I ripped these last five names here, Kyle, this might be a silly question. Do you think, you know, Tyler Myers has been overplayed in this market, not a good top four defenseman, just getting shelled out there, making bad decisions. Could he potentially be a good third pairing defenseman for the Canucks? I was going to actually ask you this as well. And it does again stem from the conversation we had yesterday. You know, if he doesn't earn it, wave him, blah, blah, blah. Because I feel like that's who he's competing with. I don't think he's, he's definitely not competing for top four minutes anymore. He's had his opportunity for years. And I don't even see it, like, unless he has the greatest offseason ever, right? Maybe this guy's doing 8,000 burpees a day, right? Something changes. But I just don't see it happening. He's not challenging for a top four spot. He is going to be competing with, uh, you know, the, the Wulalit. I'm going to say the name right. The Wulalit. Wulalit. Christian Wulalit. Wulalit. The Noah Julesons, The Keto Horoses. <laughs> the, the Matt Irwins. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's competing with those guys. And there's a chance he's not going to be able to outcompete again, those guys. That being said, if his minutes are slashed and he's playing 15, 16 minutes a game, I wonder what type of defenseman he is. Cause yeah, it's, I, I, we got to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? We got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He was playing defense for the Vancouver Canucks and that's really, yeah. really hard to do. Yep. Uh, and again, without structure and in a bad system, you know, there's a number of reasons why it didn't work for Myers, but you know, I'm, I don't think he'll be great in a third pairing role, but I'm cautiously optimistic because again, we've just seen him for four years in Vancouver. They played the wheels off of him and it's made <laughs> yeah. no sense because he's not a good defenseman, but maybe mm -hmm. in, a, in a bit of a sheltered third pairing role, no, maybe there's something to give there. Like there are like once in a blue moon, like there's these moments from Myers where I'm like, Oh dang, you know, that's, that's why people like this guy. But like 97% of the time, I'm just like, you know, what a waste of a hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Bags, I do want to apologize for just cutting you off. Uh, mid-segment you had a list compiled and i just completely you know put an x to it right away i was just not not frustrated just just don't have time for the bs right now that being said i am interested to hear the rest of these names because if i feel like they're I, i'm just interested you know maybe that there's there's some centers on this list right and maybe they don't come in the form of the tyler myers trade but maybe it comes in the form of a potential ufa ufa signing next season you know you brought up Enrique. The guys at UFA next yep. season. So uh, continue, continue on the list. Yeah. So I'll rip through a quick here. O only one more center actually, but uh, so I got Anthony Mantha in Washington, 5.7 million. Uh, I think we talked about him in, in potential deals on the draft floor. Uh, if Washington was looking to move off that salary, um, Mikhail Granlin in Pittsburgh, make it 5 million, but he's making 5 million for two more seasons. Nope. Um, but yeah, pro probably not a fan of that. You know, I, his game has fallen off, unfortunately, right? Like he's he's a good center. He's actually his profile is a good defensive center throughout his career, but you know, with the extra year on it, it's probably not worth it for the Canucks. Another guy with two years is Ben Sherratt. Um, again, he's just overplayed. Same, very similar to Myers. He's just overrated and overplayed. Um, I think he can be good in a third pairing role. 
Uh, but again, so he signed for at four point seven five million for two more seasons. But we're kind of looking similar as the bank, right? If you trade Myers for Sherratt, uh, and then you got an extra kind of one point two five, one point three million this offseason mm-hmm. to go make a move and do something. And yeah. last but not least, I don't necessarily see the fit here, but I was kind of intrigued by it, and that's Tyson Berry in Nashville. You know, we've seen Barry Trotts, you know, target Ryan O'Reilly, target Luke Shen, target those veteran character guys. Now maybe they want to add, you know, big old Tyler Myers to that blue line <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, you know, they, they already got their offensive defenseman at Roman Yossi. You know, maybe they want Dante Fabro to have a bit of a bounce back. Um, so, you know, and, and again, Tyson Berry's only making $4.5 So. I uh, don't necessarily see it happening, but that's kind of a name that caught my eye. And, and again, I was looking for players in that kind of four to six million dollar range. No, I hear you, man. And again, I'm just on that boat. If the Canucks are looking to save a million dollars here to move Tyler Myers and uh, yeah, just just wave them. Just wave them. Make it easy. Make it easy. Don't acquire no contracts. Don't do that. None of that. None of that. You're getting off this pretty easy at the end of the season. It is what it is. And maybe he's going to be optimized as a sixth defenseman. Just, just yeah, and you brought up the point that, again, I'm not really connecting with because because I feel like the Canucks are over with their player acquisition via the free agent route, and I know what you're saying. If they, they feel like they still want to make moves here, this is this is the only way they can really do it, and that's free up some cap yeah. space ASAP, get rid of Myers. But again, I think the Vancouver Canucks maybe would have done something like this sooner, like this week, if they didn't win, quote-unquote win, on the guys that they targeted in free agency, like Susie Cole and Bluger, but there they were and they got those guys and two of the guys, they didn't even give them term. They just probably feel good. And I think Canucks fans uh, collectively, I feel as if we, we all feel good. We, we feel like this was the best off season ever. <laughs> this is the greatest off season ever. We did it. We're accomplished. Let's go laugh at other teams, you know, making mistakes. It's cool. Usually we're, you know, in the Steve Eiserman position every year, you know what I'm saying? Like he's getting the heat this year, and that's that's always us, and it's not us. And I just want the Canucks not to do anything and just leave it at B and let these guys compete for jobs in September. Hey, locked on Canucks, okay? Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, a little all over the place, working with the internet connection. Okay, it happens, man. This virtual show. That being said, me and Beggsy probably gonna connect when his family goes on vacation next month, and who who knows what you and I will make. When that happens, who knows? Who knows? And who knows what's coming up next on Comet Corner? Uh, but before that, uh, do we have any people to shout out here? Begsy? I'm just going to shout out you, buddy. Thanks for producing hey. Locked On Canucks. Shout out to Kyle Bowen. This show is brought to you by Kyle Bowen. <laughs> all right. All right. We back here on Locked On Canucks. Dude, we have a very inspired Tyler Myers slash roster management conversation. And I think you need to say thank you to me because as you can tell, I'm putting in the work right now, man. I feel like my hockey mind went from like 67, you know, low C plus at the start of this program months back. And it's creeping towards the eighties, man. Yeah. Not bad, buddy. Like I said, how many hours are you through that 96 uh, hours of YouTube videos I sent you? Oh man. I'm, I'm through hour number 48. I'm putting in nice. that work. Halfway. You know? Halfway, We're halfway man. there. Hey, man. Put it in the reps for Locked on Canucks. Get you there. To get you there, too. Okay? We're, 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 we're moving up the ladder because we do this stuff every day. Uh, it just, you know, practice makes perfect, right? That's what they say, right? Locked on Canucks. Again, your team every day. Let's run. Comment corner, okay? First comment 
goes to this guy, GS Keys, and this guy was looking into the future, okay? He was looking into the future, and I think he just mocked up the Canucks decor in 2025, 2026, okay? Look at this. Hughes, Heronic, Jose Willander, uh, Elias Pettersson, the, the defensive one, Hunter, Stephen A. Smith, that guy, Yermo, I guess he's a, another prospect, and Truscott, that dude. Anyways, yo, this guy mocked up. This guy mocked up the decor in the future, man. He's put it in the work, and I think he's optimistic. And honestly speaking, that top four, if Akito can, you know, take the next, next step, and it's like a big leap, and I know that's asking for a lot. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Stanley Cup parade? Why not? Woo! Hey, man, that, that falls in line with your book, right? I think the Canucks win the Cup in yeah. 2025-26 in your, in, your, in your book, so... Yeah. There you go, man. Maybe that's the decor to get it done. Look, you know, thanks for commenting. Thanks for listening. I've seen these lists way too many times, right? How many times did like Tej Dollywall put a list on Twitter? Oh, like, oh, the music's so bright. Look at you. all these players. Always say, saying, man. Trevor, Trevor Beggs is, like, is the dark person on this program. He is so dark. <laughs> he is so dark. The darkest uh, jaded, person on this program. Jaded by fandom. Jaded by my Canucks fandom. Unbelievable. Come on, man. Second comment, okay? Comes from this guy with a really, really long domain. I think this is like a couple YouTube accounts. Steven and Daisy, uh, Daisy's journey. Beautiful, okay? Willander's Will realization that the game is a bit different in North America is really good, and he embraces the challenge, okay? In life, you got to embrace the challenge, okay? You got to embrace it. Don't doubt it. Don't run away from it. It is what it is. Just challenge it, and you can learn a lot from failure. That being said, I don't think Willander's failing, man. This guy's on a mission. This guy's on a mission. I think he's open to a little bit of failure and emphasis on little bit because I think he's the type of person, I'm going to put that out there, that he's going to be resilient, okay? He's going to learn, and he's going to learn quick, and then he's going to be the best even quicker. Tom Willander, man, second greatest Canucks D-man in history. Woo! Why not? We kind of need to be the very best that okay, no if you really, one if, ever was. If you really think about it, think about that statement, okay? Tom Willander sort of has to be the second greatest Canucks D-man of all time for us to get our wish, and that's, you know, win the Stanley Cup. It's just the truth. He can't be a Matthias Oland. He can't be an Alex Edler. I'm sorry. It, it's sorry, okay? He's got to be – he's got to be what? He's got to get to that, you know, what's a – what's a, a – like the the most elite like a, number two D-man on a team? Like uh, – like – bring it up help me help me out here okay i was gonna bring well, up I, I like what came to my mind was like uh with petrangelo he was like a number one or maybe like pranko is prime for st louis yeah okay um, okay like that how about how about chris pronger scott niedemeyer let's shoot let's shoot high okay let's shoot high okay so, why is not Willander, is willander chris pronger in this holy that's Dude, something else size doesn't matter don't i'm just talking about you know hey that's true size doesn't matter size doesn't size matter, doesn't matter. size doesn't matter we're talking about the quality of player, okay? Do we have two of those guys? Two of those guys? For real, man. Comment number three. Uh, well, where's comment number three? Okay, here it is. Uh, this comes from Marky Mark. Honestly, that was some ultimate trolling uh, when Kyle was talking about Russell Sprouts being tasty. Bro, I'm telling you, okay? A little bit burnt, some great seasoning, and pour some honey over it. It's like, it's It's so good. Dude, my yeah. girl is, she doesn't eat meat, okay? She, she eats no meat at all. So I've been trying a lot of different things over the last couple of years. 
a really big fan of falafels, a really big fan of Lebanese restaurants just in general. And yeah, big fan of Brussels sprouts. You know what it, you know what I'm saying? I got to get used to it because I'm probably going to come home after a long day of work and maybe she's going to feel generous. She wants to cook for me and I'm going to come, come home to a Brussels sprout sandwich. You know, that's the type of life you live when you, <laughs> when you're, when you're with a, a vegetarian, man, it is what it is. Brussels sprouts and sriracha between a couple of slices of white bread. There you go, buddy. Oh man. Right. That's how they think, man. Those vegetarians, man. That's, that, that's a meal for them. That's Holy. how they think, man. You don't need chicken. You don't need chicken. You don't need pasta. You need, come on, man. Broccoli smoothie. Anyways, there was another comment below Marky Marks, and it was from Harpoon. Okay, Harpoon, this guy just all over the place. He's taking swings, bro, trying to hit grand slams all over the place. And also, not a fan of some of our Swedish prospects slash younger players, okay? Outside of Tom Willander, it's pretty obvious this guy hates Jonathan LeCaramacchi. And now, Niels Huglander, okay? Uh, They need to trade for a power forward with some snarl. Huglander and Rathbone as a package deal for an ELC forward with some grit. I think the Canucks yeah. need to get tougher. Don't get me wrong. When I'm looking at the roster and I'm comparing it to the best and you know trying to get up there and long playoff runs, all that jazz, yeah, of course it needs to look different. But again, one step at a time. Don't got to be rational. Don't got to create this monster right now. Just make the right strides. Off-season to off-season, right? One step at a time. And when it's time to remove skilled players from this lineup you have to be bang on you have to be for sure knowing that you know their potential they're not going to over exceed their value you know you got to be smart with this these things when you're trying to trade those guys for guys like i don't know i don't, I don't want to say ryan reeves but like you know just like tougher players like surrounding uh, your lineup with some grit you just want to make sure you're being smart and calculated and right now you don't have to rush into things because the canucks don't need to be tough right now they don't need to be that tough right now uh begsy do you agree or am i talking out of my ass I completely agree. And, you know, it's, I was thinking about investing for a second there, you know, that's, that's, that's my day-to-day world. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a premium placed on heavy players, right? Um, it's kind of like, you know, with like the, the clean energy stocks, there's a premium place on them there's a premium price. And, you know, sometimes when there's a premium place on things like that, it's not always worth it. So you know, I think when you're trading for a bigger guy, you just got to be really careful that, you know, he yeah. can actually play hockey as well. Yeah. You got to be 100% sure, especially if, uh, you're trading away potential skill, you know, Neil Soglander. I don't, uh, there's still a chance, you know, that he's a big part of this organization moving forward. Okay. That was another episode of locked on Canucks, your team every day. Okay. Every day, every day. And that includes yesterday. Okay. Yesterday we talked, we talked more about Tom Willander. It's pretty obvious. Begsy and I can't, you know, can't get enough of Tom Willander. I think we're definitely putting it out there that, Again, he was not only the greatest defenseman picked in the 2023 entry draft, he is now, yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to become the second best Canucks D-man of all time. Not a high standard, but he's going to be right there. And he's going to be uh, the, the the Chris Pronger to our Scott Niedemeyer or the Scott Niedemeyer to our Chris Pronger, okay? I'm putting that out there. Anyways, Begsy, sign us out, okay? Sign us Beautiful, out. man. Beautiful. Well, you know, shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the program. Uh, you know, coming up this week, is, or at least on next, uh, the next episode, I do want to talk about the Canucks salary cap situation. How much salary cap space do the Canucks actually have going into next season? You know, but for now, Kyle, you know, the, this whole episode, you lagged for me, man. So, you know, to the listeners. <laughs> we the did viewers. our best. That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> I feel like we somehow connected and we somehow figured out what you and I were saying to each other 
It, it happens. Your team every day, there's practice, and that was some telekinesis type of energy, okay? So I'm proud yeah. of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, telekinesis, man. He took the words right out of my mouth. But I got no words left, so we got to get out of here. I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.